0: I'm at Lottie's And you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's And I'm excited about today's show Because it's going to rock lady, next day,
1: you And to me There's nothing more important Not going to be all sunshine and roses But I can promise It's going to be a hell of a ride
0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 84 of Meet Us at Molly's. As always, my name's Gina. I'm joined by Bryna.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And tonight we're going to cover episodes six. So 406, 706, and 606. You guys, we have so much to talk about. (laughs) So much. So
1: much. I, I mean, there's like, I don't even, I can't even remember half the stuff, even though we have it in an outline, just because there is that much to talk about.
0: For real. And yeah, uh, our apologies. We couldn't get an episode out on Friday. Um, Real life is doing that thing where it kicks us in the ass and it's just, you know, rude. But yeah, as always, we like to start with the news. We don't have a lot of news tonight, thankfully, because honestly, we just want to cut to the chase. Um, But Bryna, start us off with the first story, please.
1: Yeah. So Tori DeVito did an interview with Parade. Um, magazine and a lot of it was previewing this week's episode so in terms of like us discussing it now there's not a lot to talk about Um, I mean there are two little things I guess I'll just point out Um, one is she was asked a question about Owen and apparently Owen is coming back soon Tori just worked with him so that's exciting and then just it's not even news but just something I thought was a fun fact Tori plays violin Mm
0: mm-hmm I yeah, we saw that in, like, early season one, if I remember correctly. I don't remember that at all. Eh, I mean, yeah, she does. She actually does play violin, which is funny because so does Jesse Spencer.
1: And her dad is, like, was a musician, was a drummer or something for, oh, God, I'm gonna, I am going to don't have it pulled up, but some big act.
0: Yeah, uh, her father, I think it's Liberty DeVito is his name. But, yeah, I think he was a rock star in a past life.
1: Yeah, he was the drummer for some big act, which I just, like, again, things that I don't, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Tori besides, like, some of the basic stuff, so I just thought that was interesting. I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of musical talent within the One Chicago cast that, like, I really would like to see at some point. I mean, I understand that it's not really logistically possible, but there's a lot of musical talent within those casts. I just,
1: I, I know it, yeah, like, I understand it's not, like, really like, I don't really want them to do a musical episode, but then, like, the musical theater nerd in me is just like, please do a musical episode. Because you oh, no, I don't want do a it.
0: musical episode, like, ever. I don't want one, but just maybe everybody gets drunk at Molly's and has karaoke or, like, starts singing show tunes or... Just
1: got, they've got so much, even just on med, specifically, like, the amount of talent they have.
0: For real, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I don't it's want a so musical crazy. episode, although... No, we don't want to go there. Grey's Anatomies was like, eh.
0: Um, Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, Grey's was kind of terrible, was it not? It was awkward.
1: It was awkward. I will say, though, there are definitely some, like, songs that I'm just like, okay, this one's not that bad, but for the most part, it was not good. And they, they have didn't... some people who can actually do, like, have done Broadway and stuff, um, but yeah, it was bad.
0: I feel like if they hadn't had Sada Ramirez in that episode, that it would have been a total bust.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: But yeah, but we have a lot of people on the One Chicago cast who can sing. Yeah, we do a lot. A lot. We've got Kara. Who else? Um, Nick Gelfis. He can sing. Colin.
1: Colin.
0: Yeah, Colin. Well, I mean, Colin's a given. Colin. Patty, Heather, Headley yeah that's what i'm saying lots of singers they were oh miranda miranda can sing she'll sing on her instagram sometimes joe
1: was tweeting live tweeting chicago med this week and he was talking about he like made a joke tweet um and i like retweeted it on our account because i was tweeting at that point and he said something about fuck who colby lewis that's the guy who plays terry right yeah yeah he like Joe was making a thing about the two of them, like, as in Colin and Colby, like, asking, like, joking around, but being like, oh, do you guys, like, joke around and sing songs on, like, in-between takes or whatever? I guess he has some kind of musical something, too. I don't know, but...
0: Colby was in Hamilton in Chicago. I found that out he from going was? on his Twitter page this week. Yeah. What? so he was either john Lawrence or he was philip hamilton
1: i'm gonna i mean what
0: it's in his twitter bio what?
1: that's crazy that's crazy well there we go you learn something new every day <laughs> so then yeah wow so Musical then yeah we literally everywhere just, yeah and med especially has like all the broadway people
0: Mm-hmm. yeah for sure crazy so crazy but yeah so the- that's it that (laughs) in the second bit of news we got we got an episode description for chicago pd that is season six episode eight which airs not this coming week but next week or not this week since you guys will be listening to this on monday so it's not this wednesday's episode i think it's next wednesday's episode
1: it airs november 14th
0: is that next wednesday yeah that sounds about right
1: yeah it yeah it's in two weeks from this past episode
0: got it our dates are all like off they're weird so the the description says while cpd tries to take down a drug kingpin atwater faces a tough choice between doing what's required to solve the murder of a young dealer and what's best for the community it's an atwater episode
1: Yay, yay
0: hallelujah
1: this is, like, such a sad... It goes off the description part, but it has nothing to do with this actual description. Do you feel like we've been getting less and less episode descriptions?
0: No, I don't think we have. Or I we're feel not like getting been...
1: them as far in advance?
0: That's possible. And they have been shorter in length.
1: I just haven't feel like I haven't seen a med one in, like, forever. Or not really even that many fire ones. I feel like we constantly get the PD ones. And maybe because... The PD fandom is more active in sharing them, so I feel like I see them more often. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just They're like shorter in length.
1: I just feel like we haven't seen a med one, especially in like a long time.
0: Yeah. I'll agree with that.
1: I don't know. Oh, just something I feel like I've noticed, but. Anyway, excited for this episode. I love a Nat episode, so.
0: Yeah, and especially the way PD's been going lately, I'm I'm happy to see an Outwater episode. Not that I'm saying it's going in a bad way; it's not. We'll we'll touch more on that when we get to the PD okay. part. Um, but the last bit of news we have was a late-breaking story to us. It might have been out there for a while, but we just found this out. It was out there the day
1: before Halloween. I don't know how we missed it. It's been out for like four or five days at this point.
0: I don't know. Brenna, will you take us through it?
1: Yeah, so Deadline reported that Jordan Belfi is set to recur on Chicago Fire. Um, Belfi, the little description that we have is Belfi will play Gordon with an A, not an O. So G-O-R-D-A-N, Gordan, not Gordon, (laughs) um, if I feel like that's an important distinction. Um, An intelligent, hot-headed, privileged businessman who is fierce
0: in the boardroom. Okay, um, Gordon. I feel like that's gonna be, like, Target and Target. Yeah. Like, it's not Gordon. it's Gordon.
1: And I mean, it could obviously be a typo on Deadlines part, but, like, I feel like that's probably not, I, I don't know. I feel like it fits that intelligent, hot-headed, privileged businessman, that I feel like he would make that
0: distinction. It's, like, the vaguest description ever. It's just, like... This male actor is coming to your show. The end.
1: When it seems like that description, I guess, especially because we don't know when he's coming on. Like, we don't know if it's going to be pre-Christmas break or, like, post-Christmas break. Um, But it feels like that description would be something you would see on, like, PD. Like, what does this have to do with fire? Right. Well, especially for a recurring role, it- like... It's not just like oh he was in a fire. I don't know. I I'm literally just making things up now. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see with that one. And speaking of Christmas break, I mean, we don't really know dates yet. We know, we know Thanksgiving break. I guess we can call it that because we did we did get an update on that this week. So we're gonna get new episodes obviously this week and next week, and then that's it for November. It's gonna be preempted for thanksgiving and things like that afterwards so this week and next week new episodes after that there'll probably be some sort of schedule for december and then the mid-season finale but probably not even that
1: much because i mean if this is episode eight for both of i mean for all three shows they're going to end on episode eight before thanksgiving like you would only expect to get one or two after that you wouldn't get that many
0: yeah i was gonna say did we get any in december last year i can't remember
1: um well, yeah, we got med because med didn't air until after, until like Thanksgiving when we got PD and fire was over at early November because of football.
0: Okay. I they just were remember... all over the
1: place last year, but yes, we got med and we got okay. PD a little bit.
0: I remember that we got fire in December because Dossie's technically anniversary is the day before my birthday. That's how I remember. Isn't that sad?
1: Wait, we didn't uh, get fire last year in December.
0: Not, like, not 2017, 2016, oh, 2016. I'm saying, yeah, when yeah. Dossie got married Gotcha. And stuff.
1: Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm assuming we won't get that much in December, but, and we will, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to take Thanksgiving week off, and we'll probably do something the week after that, but we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out. We will. So... That is it regarding the news. As always, if you see anything, please send it to us. You guys are really good about that. Twitter, email, Facebook, Instagram. However you usually get in touch with us, we're pretty good about being in contact on all platforms. So yeah, however you want to get it to us, please do. And yeah, I think we can now jump into the shows, shall we? Yes. So we're going to start off with med like we always do. And again, these are quick hits. And I feel like the first bit we need to start with is probably the most important bit of it all because it's Halloween, obviously. These are the Halloween episodes we're talking about, right? And sweet little intern Terry has never seen Grease.
1: This blows my mind.
0: Unacceptable.
1: It literally... Grease was, like... I mean, it still is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. But, like, definitely the first movie I, like knew all the words too, and knew all the songs like I was watching this when I was like three years old with my dad it's like our thing like I don't understand how
0: someone has not seen Grease I think my parents and my older sister like sat me down when I was maybe like five or six and they were like okay it's time to watch Grease and I mean the beauty of it is that all the adult jokes go right over your head as a kid but you can still fall in love with it and then you grow up and you're just like oh this was dirty it's like
1: for me, in that category, it's, like, Grease and Clueless. Like, I definitely remember begging my mom to, like, let me watch Clueless when I was, like, four. And, <laughs> like, we would watch – I mean, she would obviously watch it with me. But, like, I remember watching it in the car, like, on the way to the beach. And, like, obviously, I had no – like, everything went over my head. Like, I had no idea that um, – fuck, what is – what is oh Cher and Josh Like I had no idea they were siblings Like all of that like went right over my head Now obviously like you look back and you're like Oh that's a little weird Or uh, a lot weird But yeah all of that went over my head Grease all of it goes over your head Um, But it's iconic it's so good
0: Yeah right So I can't even blame this on like Oh well I guess Terry must be a 90s baby You're a 90s baby you've seen it My boyfriend's a 90s baby he's seen it
1: Yeah Oh no. oh yeah No I saw it when I was like four
0: yeah so there's no excuse yeah. Terry needs to see Grease
1: right. or even if you haven't seen the original one I mean at this point the Fox live version was also pretty it was also very good so like if you're trying to go stay more current things it also had a redo in the current life too
0: the reboot was fantastic I loved it I own it on DVD however I am faithful to the original You can only see the you can only see the live action reboot after you've seen the original in my book
1: I'd agree with that, but I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to like justify why he hasn't seen it, there is no real reason because it has had recent life, is what I'm saying with this live version. So good, it
0: was. I loved really the good. Pink Ladies costumes. I thought that was great,
1: and I love how um, Doris was wearing Frenchie's like pink wig too. Oh, so good,
0: so so good. That was so good. Yeah, uh, Ava and Connor were pirates. You know, everybody was in costume in this can episode. Can we talk which was... about,
1: though? Okay, because I have this in the Ava and Connor section, but like we can just talk about it now
0: since we're talking about Halloween.
1: Why are they like a couple? Co- like, why is, are they like coordinating costumes here?
0: I know. I, yeah, I know. And I want to touch on that, too, because obviously they had their own thing going on this episode that I was like, it wasn't so much Connor that I was like, what the hell are you doing? It was like, I was like, Ava, really? Like, really? But we'll get there, because we will.
1: No, but, like, why were they mashing costumes? I know. Like, I didn't even notice that until I saw it in a tweet. Um, Because, obviously, you see when Ava first comes meets Connor outside the hospital, like, she's fully dressed in her outfit. And then Connor just puts on, like, the bandana or whatever when they get to this bar. But i didn't notice it until someone had like screenshotted it and i saw it on twitter and i texted you and i was like how the fuck did i not notice this like they're in match i didn't notice stuff. it either I'm like what the hell
0: yeah i didn't notice it either i they, i don't who knows what the hell they are but there's a lot of couples we could say that about in this universe right now
1: especially on this show not even this universe is this show
0: amen and that actually leads us into our next uh, point of discussion here which is Chexton slash sex toy um Listeners, you guys have been the most active we've ever seen you in the past week. We have had so many emails, so many tweets, so many messages with so many opinions, and it's the best. Yeah. The best. So one of the things we got here, we got a message from, we got an email from Laurel. This is about April and Ethan. So we had an email from Laurel, and she said that she is a checkstone shipper, loves the couple, but I don't know the status of their relationship seconded, Laurel. We don't know either. Um I've reached the point where they should break up, date other people if it's true love and they will come back together. If that's the case. Clearly the writers don't know what to do with the relationship at all. They have great potential but they're wasting it on this ridiculous storyline with Emily. Okay. Um do you what how do you do you think the writers are mishandling this?
1: I don't know if I would use the word mishandling, but I definitely i'm confused at like i think i don't know if i'd say they've mishandled it but i definitely am confused as to like what is happening with them
0: i don't really have a problem with it i mean because because you know things get messy that's life and i'm gonna use that line again later when we talk about fire but i mean i don't know not every couple sits down and is like okay flipping the switch we're together
1: Right. You know. No, I I mean, I agree with that. I think it's just hard to get a grasp on, like, what they are and what they mean to each other, because they've just, I think and that's more just a testament of, like, to what's happening with them as individual characters, and especially just Ethan, because, I mean, yeah. obviously, we've talked about it before, like, Ethan is, I don't even know who Ethan Choi is right now, and I, so I think that affects how I see this relationship, um, and again, I think it's hard for me to speak on sex toy just because I'm still, like, I'm never going to be invested in them. And I, I, unless by some act of God, like, something happens that makes me fall in love with them, I just don't see it happening. I definitely, like, am okay with them, whatever, but I'm not, like, oh my God, I'm a sex toy shipper. So I think that makes it hard for me to, like, really feel something for them too. And, like, feel, mm-hmm. I don't feel betrayed by, like, what's happening right now with them because I don't, again, I don't really care.
0: So the way that April's been with him this season where, you know, she's there for him a lot, you know, she's by his side, she's giving him advice, you know, do you think it's because she still loves him or do you think it's just because that's April being who she is?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think April, I think if they were just friends and had never started a relationship, like April would be there for him. Because they're good Mm -hmm. friends, and that's who she is, and that's what she believes. You know, when someone's going through tough times, you know, she's there for them, whatever. That's just who April is. But I also don't think it's out of just friendship either. I think it's because she loves him so much. Like, she's trying to be there for him as much as she can, but obviously he keeps turning her away and keeps saying things and doing things that she doesn't agree with. So it's hard for her to do it, but I think what drives her to keep doing it is because she loves
0: him. Hmm. We haven't seen April be in a position where, like, we haven't seen the tables turned yet. And I think that would be a really interesting test of, A, where they're at this season, and B, has Troy truly gone evil? Like, I think those are both, like, good, that would be a good test for both of those to see, you know, would Ethan step up to the plate and be there for April if need be?
1: I would hope so. I hope that, like, Ethan hasn't turned 100% evil and that he would... He wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. And again, like, with... Okay, so obviously now, kind of going off of this, like, with this whole Emily storyline, I mean, we see, like, Emily and Bernie are going to go live in Vegas. Bad idea. Like, yeah, bad idea. But Ethan just kind of has to come to accept it. And I wonder now, obviously, I mean, they're moving to Vegas, so I'm assuming that's kind of the end of Bernie and Emily for at least a while. Um, So I wonder what them being gone officially is going to do for april and ethan and oh, i mean really just i want to know more so than what it does for april and ethan as a couple i want to know what it's going to do for ethan as like a person it's going to bring him back down to earth a little bit and see that maybe he was just i don't even i don't even really know how to describe what ethan's been up to but like i hope it brings him down to earth but i don't know
0: yeah I, I think I think that's something that maybe hasn't quite been figured out yet as to how this baby is going to impact him but I mean at this point they've done I mean we've okay so they've done such a good job with developing Emily that I care about the Emily storyline separate from Ethan now I care about Emily you know I'm I, th- I don't even think it's
1: more than just the way they developed it I just think Art and Cho has really brought a lot to that character like I, yeah. I, it's not even necessarily the storyline it's just Arden and her acting, like I really enjoy that character, and I wouldn't mind if she had stuck around. I mean, I don't really care for the Bernie stuff, and I'm—I mean, Vegas, good luck with that. But like, yeah, yeah, but I really like Arden's acting.
0: Yeah, same, and uh, yeah, that's a good way. That's that's a better way to phrase it than I said that you know she does bring a lot to the character because yeah, this Emily storyline, I don't think it's a waste at all because I care, I care about Emily now, separate from Ethan, so. That's why it's working for me, is I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's see how she figures this out. Let's see, you know, how motherhood is going to affect her. And then if it happens to affect Ethan, I'm like, okay, whatever.
1: See, and the thing, though, I think that's interesting, that, is I agree with you on, like, I care about Emily as a character. But the reason I still, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to, like, fully love Emily as a character is because of the negative effect it has had on Ethan, who we, I mean, I loved for the first three seasons. And, I mean, i still, like, I'm not 100% turned on Ethan yet, but mm-hmm. it's getting harder and harder to, like, like him still.
0: Yeah. And but yeah, I mean, a lot it- of that
1: is due to Emily and Emily's actions and Emily just being around. So it's hard to separate that as, like, a completely different thing. And so for me, as much as I do like Emily, I don't know if I'll ever love Emily, if that makes sense.
0: No, it makes sense. I just look at that as, you know, Emily is not responsible for Choi's reactions to things. So if Ethan wants to fly off the handle at, you know, her meeting a guy in AA, Emily has no control over that.
1: No, and I agree. I agree. I agree with that for sure. I just think it's always, you know, the connotation that's like associated with Emily is the negative Of Like effect that she had on Ethan Not even Mm -hmm. though it was intentional But just the negative effect that She had on Ethan Yeah And when I look back on this like whenever Med is done Or like even if we get to like season 10 And you know we're looking back on like the early season It's like I'm gonna be like oh yeah Emily was a great character but She made Choi become an asshole and you know That wasn't good It's gonna be one of those things for me Like I like that character but she did this So Yeah
0: (laughs) You know what I liked about this episode Is that for once They set it up so that the patients as a whole Were crazier than the doctors So that everything the doctors did Paled in comparison Like the patients did completely wacky shit And it just made the doctors look super tame And normal and chill
1: Except for Will and Natalie But we'll get there
0: Oh we will get there Because Will and Natalie are gonna Will and Natalie
1: Yeah and there's a really Yeah there's a really interesting point That I thought was yeah, when we get to Will and Natalie.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, they're next up on the outline, so would you like to uh, talk about them? Yeah,
1: let's talk about Okay, first question. Do you think Sharon should have punished them for what they did?
0: I am going to answer this question with a question. Um, is that even legal, what they did? <laughs> probably not. I don't know, but probably not. I feel like she should have punished them, but, like, what could she do aside from flat-out suspension?
1: I don't—I mean, well, the the thing is, so, like, I went back and—because I I was, like, I haven't seen this episode since it aired until—so I was watching some of the big, like, scenes that I knew we were going to talk about tonight— before we this afternoon, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she definitely punished them, right?" And you know, she was just threatening to expose expulsion and their jobs and their license and whatever. And I went back and I was like, "Wait, she didn't punish them?" I was like, "What the fuck? Like, how do you get away? How did they get away with this?" I don't, I don't know what the punishment could be besides suspension. But at this point, when your next step is like coming for their license and firing them, like. I would take the one-day suspension, or I don't even know what I would suspend them for, but they gotta be punished.
0: In real life, I really feel like that's a fireable offense, right? It's gotta be. Well, it
1: is! I mean, Sharon basically says, she's like, you're lucky we didn't, I mean, like, basically, she didn't say this, but this is, you know, just my own paraphrasing, but she's like, basically, we didn't fire you, but we probably could have, and probably should have.
0: As in, they're lucky it was Goodwin on the case and not Lannick? pretty much or Gwen yeah
1: yeah it's like oh I'm glad Sharon intercepted this rather
0: than anyone else I mean they got creative and they saved a domestic violence victim which and I'm I understand
1: why they did it it's not that I just and I don't even think I would have said like if I if they I don't know like I agree with what they did on that hand But I feel like it's so insane that, like, they have to experience some kind of punishment. Or else they're going to keep doing crazier and crazier shit. And where this is Will and Natalie we're talking about. Like, they're going to keep doing crazy shit. But, like, there has to be a limit to their craziness.
0: Oh, we've been stuck in this loop since season one. It started with Will's DNR patient.
1: Right. But it just keeps escalating and escalating. And at some point, someone is going to get fired. I mean... Probably not, because this is a TV show. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I,
0: yeah. I mean, I feel like there was an easier way out of this, and wouldn't that have just been to call PD? It's an excellent point, Gina. She's in a hospital, so, like, she's protected, I think. But it's med. It's not that safe. And, I don't know. I mean...
1: Right, like, you feel like calling PD would have been easier than coming up with this elaborate scheme to fake a death.
0: (laughs) Like, Tina, they faked a death! Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. What the hell? Like, what the hell? I. And that's not even the craziest
1: thing that happened this episode.
0: No. (laughs) You're right.
1: (laughs) Like, what the... Okay, but something I thought was really interesting, that... Laurel mentioned in her email, and this wasn't really Laurel's thought, but it was something she had pointed out to us, what I thought was interesting. So in her email, Laurel wrote, what is the purpose of the storyline? And then she quoted someone's blog post on Tumblr. This is from Sexton Rhodes Halstead on Tumblr. And I didn't go look at the post, so I don't. I'm taking Laurel's word for this. But this is what this quote is from this blog post. Was talking about what Will and Natalie did. Was this to show that these two, Will and Natalie, really are made for each other? And why would we need to know that? Are the writers insecure about this ship, or is it a way to show their unity in ridiculousness so our hearts <laughs> are broken when Nat finds out about the lies?
0: Oh my God. Unity in ridiculousness is the most perfect Manstead description I've ever heard in my right? life. Right?
1: Right? So our hearts <laughs> are broken when Natalie finds out about the lies.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I- I completely forgot about the lies because I was too busy focusing on the fact that they, they faked a death.
1: Right. But yeah, I just read Unity and Ridiculousness and I was like, oh my god, that is the most man thing I've ever heard.
0: It's perfect. And if they do end up getting a wedding, like, that's what the invites need to say. Like, please join us for Natalie and Will's Unity and Ridiculousness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it needs to say, like, holy matrimony and then, like, crossed out and then Unity and Ridiculousness. <laughs>
0: beautiful it's so perfect it's so perfect <laughs> oh that's funny
1: um yeah i mean but i mean like what kind of was like the purpose of it i mean like was it to show that they really are made for each other like it, like they are both like two of the craziest doctors i've seen on television i mean i love them but like they're crazy <laughs> and judgy I, and like perfect for each other but like what is kind of <laughs> i mean i don't know is there a purpose yeah i don't know
0: yeah, I mean, I, 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 would, I would say that that's definitely one thing we could take away from this case. Uh, did you basically spend the whole episode wondering who was going to snap first, if it was going to be Natalie or Will to snap on the guy? Uh,
1: yeah. I really thought it might be Natalie. We haven't seen a Natalie snap in a little while.
0: I thought Will was going to deck him.
1: Well, yeah, but I thought Natalie would do it first.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny, too, is that, like, I saw – there especially in this episode – there were a lot of shades of Jay and Will. You could just tell, like that, like Halstead-ness about Will in this episode. Like he just—I don't know. There were a lot of things he did where I was like, "All right, Jay, I see you." Yeah, you texted me that. As I,
1: I don't—I wouldn't have picked up. On, I don't think I picked up on it myself until you said that. But I can definitely see where you're coming from with that.
0: I could see it if Will gets heated, that like that inner Jay would come out. It, Maybe they get it from their dad.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's that Halstead Spunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I completely forgot about all the lies. Um, do we want to save the bachelor party for a separate talk, or should we just talk about that now?
1: Let's talk about it now, because we had it at the end, but it doesn't matter. It's Will and Natalie, so let's just throw it in
0: up here. I did think that bachelor party was adorable.
1: Okay, I have a couple questions, though. Mm-hmm. What? Well, point, I mean, not really a question but it is i guess of note even though we haven't seen it happening we all assumed that jay was going to be the best man but it's just now been confirmed that jay's the best man because he threw the bachelor party and that's typically the best man's job so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: confirmed yeah second well first question why the fuck was this not at molly's um i know right and what is this bar Like, is this a place that med goes and hangs out? Because I guess we don't really typically see a lot of med at
0: Molly's. I mean, we see them on occasion, but not a ton. It's a good point. Why don't the med kids like to hang at Molly's? They always hang at that Hawaiian bar, too. Okay, but that one at least,
1: fine. The Hawaiian bar has now become clearly like a med thing, especially for parties. So, like, I'm okay with the Hawaiian bar
0: but yeah this bar was random and like why did jay go out of his way to rent out a place when herman probably just would have given him molly's unless
1: my only thing but i guess isn't the bar or whatever the where they're supposed to have this reception for their wedding the whole what is the guy that they're investigating ray is this supposed to be ray's place
0: I don't think so. I Jay would have thrown a hissy fit about going there. Right.
1: And Jay probably, my, that was my thinking, was Jay wouldn't have planned it there. And I thought that was more of a reception, like a bigger space. Mm-hmm. Because it's a reception hall or whatever that is. So that's why I just, I, that was just a thought on like, why not Molly's?
0: Yeah, why not Molly's? It literally a makes question. It
1: doesn't make sense. And then second of all, off of the why not Molly's, do they not, are they not friends with anyone else? Like, there was not a single non-med person there besides Jay.
0: That's true.
1: I mean, granted, I guess, I get it's a filming bank. Like, I get that. But, like, you couldn't have had one person show up?
0: I mean, I would imagine in their quarters they're literally the only people each other see, like, all the time.
1: But it's not like they're not friends. You know, like, it's not like they're not friends. You I mean, they go to Molly's, they're, you know... Hermit, Casey, like somebody just somebody yeah. show up,
0: please for sure, yeah that is, yeah, that is like I feel point.
1: like they just missed a good, like crossover moment again, yeah. they've been doing a lot of them recently so I get it, but this would have made it more se- made more sense
0: um, I thought they were adorable how they were dancing together I thought it was adorable when he dipped her I thought that dress she was wearing it was amazing it looked so good so so good and their little bride and groom like halloween-esque outfits were super cute His, he had that hat that had a groom on it which was just who super do you cute.
1: think this idea was it to have a halloween costume theme do you think that was jay's do you think that was someone else's like
0: whose idea? maggie that's a maggie idea
1: are we assuming that maggie is Tor- um not tori dear god
0: <laughs> um that's made of honor yeah yes
1: I mean, we're assuming, right? As far as we know, Natalie doesn't have siblings or anything, as far as we know. Yeah, I'm
0: going to go with that. Yeah, Maggie's probably not maid of honor.
1: That's what I, I would, I would assume that was Maggie um, and that this was Maggie's idea. But I don't know. I loved it. I loved the whole thing.
0: Jay probably doesn't like Halloween. No, he didn't. He didn't dress up. I couldn't imagine him dressing up though. He probably hates Halloween.
1: That's what I'm saying. But like, he's the only one, you know, comes to a costume party, Bachelor, Bachelorette party, and he's the only one that didn't dress up.
0: So elsewhere. Oh, you know what I'll say I had um, in my mind about uh, Manstead? So all of this Jay on med is amazing. Like, hashtag blessed. It's the best thing ever. However, I love Jade a bit, but why is he always telling Will how to be a doctor? What do you mean? So in the crossover, Will was trying to like educate Jay and like talk medical things. And Jay's like, stop it with the doctor voice. And he's like, I am a doctor. So there is one example. And then this whole thing with Ray, Jay's like, you're not actually his doctor. He's like, but I took an oath. And Jay's like, no, but you're not actually his doctor. And Will's like, but you're not listening. And Jay's like, but you're not his doctor.
1: I get. Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I think, obviously, that's Jay just more being, like...
0: A cop. Yeah.
1: I think it's more Jay being a cop than Jay trying to tell Will how to do his job, but yeah.
0: It's literally them just, because like, shouting really, their occupations at each other. It's
1: not really Will. It's, it's not really Jay telling Will how to do his job. It's Jay telling Will how to be a CI, or an afford, whatever we're calling Will, a witness, whatever. I don't know what we're calling him, but it's more Jay telling him how to do yeah. that properly and trying how to keep that separate from personal life
0: that's yeah that's true but all this jay on med i mean hashtag blessed it's amazing
1: it's literally everything i have ever wanted from them like ever
0: because it's giving us more halstead brothers scenes which is perfect because it's giving us you know more of an indication of you know how they interact how they work with each other how they have in the past you know
1: yeah the consistent
0: yeah it's so good so so good So, elsewhere in the hospital, we had Connor and Lannick and Terry and Ava and that madness. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Lannick was a dick. And he was so much of a dick that it made Connor look nice.
1: And that's saying a lot because my favorite part of this episode was definitely Ava calling Connor egotistical. So, like...
0: Yeah, that was the most perfect spot-on thing ever. Yeah,
1: so, like, when you have Connor, who is this egotistical specimen, (laughs) going against Lannick, like, that's a lot to digest, like, the two of them butting heads, because it's a
0: lot. Yeah, it really is. And, I mean, I like this, like, this more compassionate side, this nicer side of Connor. You know, we saw him sticking up for Terry. We saw him kind of pep-talking Terry at the end, like... I mean, that's who Connor is at the core of it all. But, you know, if all we're ever going to see is him being an asshole after a while, you can't help but think like, hmm, this guy's kind of an asshole.
1: Yeah, there's always it's a lot to chisel at chisel away at to get to like who Connor is. And sometimes I'm willing to go there and I'm willing to chisel away at it because I know what's underneath. But then there's sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck?
0: and for me the what the fuck times has become more often than not that i'm just like connor like it's not worth it please just leave me alone like can we please go see what everybody else is up to in the hospital because right now i don't want to deal with this yeah and
1: i think the thing is too is that and i don't know how they would fix this but i think it's a lot of it too is because connor gets stuck in the same world i mean granted that we been hashtag blessed and that we've seen him a lot more because of the hybrid or like we've seen him a lot more in the er but it's still always him and ava it's still always him and ava and then like goodwin coming in to tell him something or whatever or Mm -hmm. you know gwen coming in or in this case lannick and then sometimes you get the interns but it's really just still them and that like you still like I just need them to, like, break away for a little bit. Like, I want Connor with um, Will. I want Connor with Natalie. I want Connor with Maggie again. Because I love the Connor-Maggie stuff. Like, I just need more of that to, like, break away. Because I feel like that's why he's still stuck in all of this egomaniac shit.
0: Yeah. And their relationship dynamic is a little confusing to me right now. Just because, you know... Yeah, Connor's a total egomaniac, and Ava does not hesitate to put him in his place. But then this week, when she flat out pointed out, like, oh, yeah, you're an egomaniac, she was like, ha ha, that's funny, let's go to the uh, bachelor party. No, like, why would you be with somebody who's going to treat you this way? Right.
1: And maybe it's because she's like us, and she knows that that's not who he is at his core. But, like, it's tough to remember that when we just see them fighting all the time and
0: Connor being an asshole and Ava having to put him in his place all the time yeah I guess the question is when is enough enough and maybe for Connor and Ava they're still in that like what are we phase and so things are still kind of fun and it's not so bad for them are they hooking up I would imagine so
1: I would have to I mean why else would Connor wear a matching outfit if they're not if he's not getting some (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. Right. They've got to be. They've got to be friends with benefits at this point if they're not, like, anything official.
1: Because if not, man.
0: I know. What do you think Ethan and April are? you think they're friends with benefits or you think it's just them, like, working together?
1: Right now, I think they're not friends with benefits. I think there's too much happening for them to also be having sex.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean... But, I mean, I, I definitely liked seeing Connor kind of, you know, pep talk Terry and be there for Terry and stuff. Because, like, yeah, Lannick was being a dick. And, like, yeah, I get it. You know, tough love. you got to learn. But there's a line. Yeah, and I agree. And kind of going off of that, I mean, like, what we were talking about with Ava and, like, why she
1: doesn't see, like, what does she see in Connor and, like, all of that stuff. I mean, it kind of, Laurel was making a point of, like pretty much saying you know why like right now we only know ava in the sense of connor and like when are we gonna learn you know her background which i agree mm-hmm. like at this point ava's been around enough long enough for like me to want to know more yeah like, we don't know, i her, mean like, we yeah. know nothing about her besides the fact
0: that she's from south africa that is very very true yeah and it's the same thing with emily you've brought in this character you've now made us care about them tell us more right like Laura pointed out she's I mean basically
1: it's like we know that she's from South Africa that she's competitive and like she for some reason moons over Connor
0: I mean the beard's pretty nice
1: I mean personality wise like why? (laughs) but yes the beard is we are blessed with the beard
0: um, did you see Colin's Instagram video the other day talking about voting? And he's like, there's three things I care about. Family, this beard, and like going to vote or something like that. <laughs> no, it was I perfect. Didn't. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was wonderful. But yeah, that beard is incredible. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not a beard girl, but. I am, but yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. And do you have any other notes on Connor and Ava? No. And all that madness? Because the last case we've got to get into is pretty bananas.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it.
0: Uh, Bryna, please, like, take us, just take us through this. I mean,
1: literally, I wrote in the outline, that kidnapping case. Like, what? Yeah. I I definitely thought, just assumed that, like, the father wasn't going to be the father. Like, I did not see the fact that they were going to kidnap this girl and that neither one of them were the pair. Like, I didn't see that coming at
0: all. That was a twist.
1: That was a great job, writers. Like, that was a great twist. I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah, that was good. The faking a death, I mean, that was also good, but that was a little extra.
1: Right. What it was like with that case, like, we all, it was so kind of obvious that, like, he was abusing her and, you know, whatever. Again, we knew, it was obvious with this one that something was wrong and that, like, you know, at least, neither one of, at least one of them wasn't a biological parent, but I did not mm. see that neither one of them and then that they kidnapped her.
0: My heart broke, though, when they took the, the parents away, like the, kid, the kidnappers, when they took them away, and she was, like, freaking out because, like, those are, that's all she's known.
1: Right. Well, and then when her, mom, her biological mother comes in and, mm. you know, she cares and she, like, wants to help in any way, and the girl, is like, you know, sends her out of the room because that's not who she wants. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't have to look this up. I mean, what is the... I mean, do they go... I mean, go to jail for that? I mean, I would assume so, right? Yeah, that's kidnapping. I just... I I know there are obviously different kinds of, like, kidnapping. Like, I, I don't know.
0: There's not really a good kind.
1: No, I mean, but, like, there are obviously, like, different kinds. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, That I just... And I mean that's it's heartbreaking that like they had to know that that was a risk they ran by taking her to the hospital but what were they gonna do right that was a really heartbreaking case that was ethan and april's case right yeah and
1: yeah was um yeah no that was just them oh and um dr charles
0: so do we have any other notes on chicago med
1: no i think that's it
0: okay so think of this like the roller coaster listeners like we just kind of went off the roller coaster and now we're just gonna drop because these next two episodes are just <laughs> there's so much oh my god there's so much okay so we're gonna get into fire and before we tackle the elephant in the room we're gonna start with casey and naomi who i refuse to give a ship name because i just refuse i feel like i'm gonna have
1: so much. i'm gonna have a hot take on this
0: go ahead go forth
1: uh, this is definitely an unpopular opinion, but I'm actually kind of into this. Really? Yeah. Like, I agree that it's too soon. Like, I agree that there's too soon, and I'd like to figure – I'd like for Casey to have kind of figured out what he and Gabby are and to, like, go through that. I agree on that. Like, I'm not denying that. But I like their chemistry. Like, I, I don't know. There's something about them that I actually enjoy. And I think maybe it's because I was very over Dossie, and we all—I mean, that was very well documented last year—that I was like, "I'm not—I've never been like a hundred percent into Dossie." And so I, although I, I was to an extent heartbroken when um, Monica left, I definitely mm-hmm. was not to the same extent as some other people like you. But I like that. I like them. I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm definitely. Into this way more than other people are
0: I Think it's you know we Something we saw very prominently In this episode is that both Brett And Casey are moving on Yes the Brett and one breaks my heart But yes I think everybody in life moves on at a different Pace for me I move on At a slower pace and so that's why seeing You know not so much seeing Brett with the new chaplain but seeing Casey Move on to another woman so quickly for me I'm like what the hell are you doing? Like, Gabby's flight back hasn't even landed yet. What is wrong with you? But everybody moves on at a different pace. And he they're both more than entitled to move on with their lives. I mean, right. Gabby really hurt Matt. And so he has to do what he has to do to move on and, you know.
1: Right. But live I Live a healthy life. I think off of that, like, I agree 100% with that. And I agree that, you know, if they are going through a divorce process, then, like, Sometimes relationships with both parties, like, other outside relationships start forming, you know, while they're going through a divorce, because divorce can take years, even if it is, like, amicable. Like, it can just take a long time. So, uh-huh. like, that part wouldn't bother me. Like, if they were on their, clearly on their way to getting a divorce and he started this new relationship, like, that wouldn't even bother me, because that is very real life. Like, that happens. But uh-huh. for me, the part that does bother me is just, like, they don't even know what they are, right? So, like... Are they just on a break and whenever she does come back in a year or two years, like, whatever it is, like, is he just supposed to be, like, waiting for her? Like, he doesn't really know, right? So, like, he's just like, oh, I think we're separated, but, like, physically, obviously, we're separated, but, like, are we actually separated? Are we getting divorced? Like, nobody knows. And for me, like, that's where my issue is. It's just, like, I agree that it's too soon just because he doesn't know what he's doing. So how can he properly move on if he doesn't know what the last five years of his life, like, what is happening with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we did see some trepidation on his part. She did go in for the kiss, and he was like, no, no. Like, wait. So, you know, he doesn't quite know. All I wanted from him in this hour of television, I just wanted to hear him say to her just once, I am married Cause you're still technically married you're on a date with this chick sharing whatever slice of cake that was and like stop making but, her think you're available I just need you to say like wait I'm technically married
1: okay but like if he had said if they had figured out that they were getting divorced would you care because they're on their way to divorce even if it takes three years
0: I think it would have been considerate of him to tell her like I'm technically on the way to divorce but this is the deal I mean, I can't fault Casey for trying to move on and trying to like he's not sure what he and Gabby are. And that's perfectly okay. That's nobody's business but their own. And he's perfectly entitled to move on with whomever he wants to whenever he wants to it's just a tough pill for me to swallow. But again,
1: what I think up until you know, this point, I think up until this point and up until that moment when she goes in for the kiss, like mm-hmm. he probably had some idea that it was interesting. Like it was mutually, they were both mutually interested in each other, but like, mm-hmm. and obviously he definitely clearly is thinks he's a, she's attractive and is into her. But like last episode, when she was saying, and we talked about it, you know, she was saying, like, oh, I'm not going to bug you. I'm not, you know, this case is over. Like, I don't have to bug you anymore. Take up your time. Whatever. And I talked about how there was, like, a look in his eyes. And I was like, what the fuck is, like, what is happening? Like, what is this? Yeah. Um But there was, I mean, like, so there was never really anything. Because, you know, up until last week, I mean, just through last week, like, it was presumably for work and then she shows up this week and that's kind of where he starts a good idea of like oh maybe this is but like until she goes in for a kiss like you never really know whether someone else is right. into you so i don't know but i i don't know i'm into this like i i don't know i i like them
0: i've been comparing casey and naomi to upzik only in the sense that they're kind of a new ship that everybody's kind of taken aback by and I'm not going to lie, I've started to come around a little bit on one of these ships, so maybe I will on the other. And, I mean, we'll Wait. talk more about... Wait, what? We'll talk more in the PD. Yeah, we'll talk more in the PD portion. <laughs> Dear Lord. We'll talk more. But, you know, Can we, okay, may come around.
1: While we're still talking about Naomi and Matt, though, the thing yeah. that definitely bothered me, though, and I think rubbed everyone the wrong way, was when Casey was talking to her fuck in his office and yeah when they're going over the cases like first time so they're in his office and they're he's talking about past cases and whatever and he's talking about how basically she reminds him of Gabby and he's oh, like you yeah. remind me of someone I know I mean I knew Like, you still know her. The fact that you aren't together anymore doesn't change. Like, that doesn't change this. Like, you still know her. It's okay that she reminds you of her. I mean, to some people, it's probably not. For me, it's okay. Like, it's okay that she reminds you of her. But, like, you still know Gabby. Just because you're not together anymore doesn't mean you, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man
1: i was like what is going on and that i i mean twitter blew up at that
0: i mean i just really hope that they're careful with this because what i don't want with naomi and the new chaplain i mean this kind of goes hand in hand for both of them don't shove them down our throats like, like can we talk spoilers on this are you gonna cut it out
1: well it was in our email it's like leaked on twitter
0: Oh, what is it? The 5 They're gonna kiss. I, yeah, the
1: kiss. The Naomi and Matt kiss in
0: episode
1: nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. I mean, that's a, it was leaked on Twitter that Naomi and Matt share a kiss in episode nine. So, like, depending on what you say, like, is that too soon for this?
0: I mean, it's episode nine. I guess it's not. It just—I mean, this, this is sick. And I
1: would assume, I would assume, just because of the subject matter of next week, that we won't see her in seven. Um. I mean, I could be wrong. She could be in every episode. I don't know. The thing is that she was so under wraps in terms of her announcement. I have no idea. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have no—I don't know when she's appearing in anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but I just don't want them to shove these characters down our throats and be like, OK, the previous love interest you absolutely adored is gone. This is the new person and you will like them.
1: Right. And for me, too, I think what I'm curious to and why I'm trying like as much as I do like them, I'm trying not to get super attached to her is because like we don't, for all we know is that they could share a kiss in episode nine. And Casey's like, I'm not ready yet. And then that's it. And then this is, like, very overhyped and, like, we're all reading way too much into this and whatever. Or it could be that kiss leads to them being together and she's around for forever and ever and, you know, yada, yada, yada.
0: I don't know. Why do I know that they're going to, like, cut the scenes with Cruz and Chloe and they're just going to shove Naomi and the new chaplain down our throats whether we like it or not?
1: Because you know them so well. And be- because, well, and because I mean, this is terrible, but because Jesse Spencer and Kara are h- probably higher on the call sheet, and they are more main characters than Cruise is.
0: Uh, but like, it's why I we like never Chloe. see
1: Lily. It's why we never see Lily anymore.
0: I know you, you could totally shove Chloe down our throats. We will take it because she's adorable. But I, yeah. I
1: feel like for me, I too, I feel like part of the reason why I. I mean, again, I'm still not trying to get too attached to Naomi, but I feel like they're spending a lot of time, like, building this up. I I feel like they're not going to just do that just for Casey to be like, oh, well, I'm not ready yet. After they kiss. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And episode nine, I guess that's enough time. Because we're what? We're, by the time episode nine airs, we're going to be over two months into the season. So, Okay, like yeah, that's fair. That's a that's an adequate enough time amount of time. It just feels really well. No, quick. but
1: I'm saying is like, is it enough time between when she was introduced in five and then they kiss in nine? Like, is that too fast?
0: Let's see. No, that seems. I mean, I don't think it me. is. I'm just saying,
1: like, know. trying to bring up all points here. To to some people, that's gonna be fast.
0: Well, okay, and it feels fast, you know. So when like 10 years ago I had a breakup and one of my friends had told me she was like you know they actually say that it can take up to like half of the amount of time that you were together in that relationship to fully get over someone so like if you were with a guy for a year and then you break up like they say it could take a good like six months before you're fully over it does that make sense
1: yeah no it definitely makes sense
0: so how long were Gabby and Matt together it's it just that's it feels too soon in that sense because you know
1: yeah well that should
0: be like right and then
1: like we were saying earlier like Matt doesn't even know what they are like yeah. are they just separated or are they I don't even know
0: you know it wouldn't surprise me too because again I mean we we thought that Matt was gonna take this really hard like a total gut punch but this might be so painful to Matt that he's just shoving it aside and like plowing forward with his life yeah
1: I don't know we don't really know how Casey copes with things yeah. Because the only time we've seen Casey cope with something was Darden. But that was so early on that, like, that, I mean, you're trying to just let her learn the character, let alone, like, how he grieves. And that was such a different case in such a different time.
0: Well, and one of the emails we got this week, I don't remember who sent it, but somebody had said that, you know, it seems like Casey was more affected by Hallie's death. And waited to move on from her. Like, the, the morning oh, yeah, period he did for Hallie.
1: He did go through Hallie. i just thinking about it, Severide yeah. and the fact that Severide's been through shit. Um, mm-hmm. And he's had to grieve way more than anyone else, just, like, ever. But, yeah, I guess he did go through Hallie. I forgot about that, man. R.I.P. Hallie.
0: Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Hallie. Oof, went Burnt out for her. Crisp. Poor woman. What a horrible, horrible death.
1: Yeah. But, no, so I, that's a good point. I for, And I don't remember who said that either. But I don't know. I'll be curious to see. But, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I definitely am actually into them.
0: I might warm up. It just might take me a little longer. I was
1: actually, like, really into, like, I was, like, waiting for them to, like, have scenes again. Like, I don't know why I'm so into this, but I'm definitely into this.
0: I'm not going to lie. Their dinner was kind of cute, although I'm, like, you're really. It was actually really cute. Uh, it was kind of cute and then when she went in for the kiss i was like i'm not ready for this like too soon
1: they have they're really good like they have really good like flirty banter yeah they're really good at their flirty banter or at least in my opinion
0: no i know i and i I can't not agree with that because i mean it's it's kind of true i'll come around it just is gonna take me a little bit
1: again you were more invested in dossie than i was i get it
0: yes yes indeed indeed but elsewhere at 51 we've got a new chaplain what's his name again kyle yes i can't remember yes. his last name kyle. at the moment
1: sheffield don't know why that just came to me
0: nice nice uh, yeah we've got a new chaplain i forgot he was coming
1: i feel like that was yeah, so long too. ago when we got that news that i forgot he was coming
0: yeah yeah i i totally forgot as well i mean i was like okay new guy that's cool but then the minute he started flirting with Brett, I was like, okay, like later, just whatever. That's okay. I mean, I, I, I think he has an interesting history with, uh, why do I keep wanting to call her Annie? I want to call her Annie yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a good history with Annie that, you know, uh, Emily Annie knew him at Lakeshore Emily, as, like, a long-term patient. Emily. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Emily, not Annie. Why do we keep doing that? Um, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, so Emily, Emily had a good history with him that she knew him at Lakeshore as a long-term care patient. And he and Brett are kind of into each other, so.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely curious to get to know him more and, like, see what happens with him and Brett if I, because I didn't hate them. I mean, the idea of, I don't hate the idea with them. I'm just still upset about Bartonio, but that's, I'm not even going to go there again. Yeah, yeah no, again. no, same same. But like but I'm definitely curious to see what happens with them.
0: I didn't feel a ton of chemistry with between them, but again, it's only one episode. So
1: Well, and I think the reason why is I think I need to see them more in a one-on-one setting because Brett is so awkward and this guy seems really awkward that like I feel like anytime Brett has any first interaction with anyone, it's just awkward. Yeah. That's just Brett.
0: It is just Brett. So
1: it's hard to, like, read into anything because Brett is so awkward with everybody. Yeah. And
0: this guy was also awkward. Yeah, like, adorable awkward, but yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm curious to see what happens.
0: Yeah, that'll develop. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens there. So, um, elsewhere, we had one of the best B stories I think we've ever had in this episode. Honestly, like, one of the best, if not
1: the best, B plots they've ever done. So...
0: Basically, the first call of the episode, they're in this hotel. There's like chemical issues and it's they suicide can't find It was a suicide pack. yeah. And so they like asphyxiated themselves. They poured like bleach and something else in the bathtub and it ended up spreading to the whole to whole hotel. Basically, there was a kid that went missing, and if Cruz hadn't been there, Cruz being the only one who speaks Spanish, that child would have died. So Cruz takes it upon himself to teach the entire firehouse Spanish and hilarity in zoos. It's, it's
1: so good. I mean, but also just like on that point, I know like in the earlier in the episode, like everyone's kind of annoyed with it. They're like, why do we need to learn Spanish? Blah, blah, blah. Like you're here. Like Cruz isn't wrong. Like if you can't fluently speak Spanish, like you should feel like when you work in that kind of profession or just any mm-hmm. profession where you have to, like any kind of customer service thing where you have to interact with people a lot, like you should, yeah. I feel like at least be able to say or like understand a few key phrases that pertain to your field. to get by.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I can understand like keywords. Like even when, when the, when the sister was trying to communicate with Cruz, like I I could hear it right off the bat. I was like her brother, something's up with her brother. Right. So, So yeah, I mean, I just, I, I kind of didn't like that Herman was like, why do we need to learn Spanish? That's just stupid. I'm like, Herman. Right. Come on. Sometimes Herman says and does things that I'm like, that's a little, can you like, can you, like, adjust your viewpoint on that a This is a little traditional.
1: It's I mean, yeah, it's a little abrasive, but it's also, like, very traditional and, like, mm-hmm. of the generation that Herman grew up in. So I get yeah. it. But, yeah, like, I, and I'm not saying, obviously, like, you have to go to classes. But, like, I feel like they should learn how to say, you know, like, fire and exit. Like, all the, you know, like, all the basic things that, like, someone would need to know if they have to communicate or try to need to communicate with someone in a fire. Yeah. Or in that kind of
0: situation. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to be able to, like,
1: string sentences along, but, like, phrases, words, you know.
0: I absolutely died when Stella basically had the idea to put on a telenovela and teach the guy Spanish that way. Oh, my God, it was so funny. It just
1: fits right into our theory that, like, well, it wasn't necessarily Casey with the telenovela, but, like, when we talk about, like, Casey being obsessed with, like, One Tree Hill and, you know, like, it just fits so well. Cause they ab- they really obsess does. it like we do our shows you know,
0: yeah. And so, well, do you remember how Brett when Brett said one time that she and Dawson used to watch telenovelas and stuff? I wonder if like kid was part of that. And so, oh yeah, I, don't know. I forgot about that. Yeah, but I thought I mean that was hilarious how into the relationship they got. They're like, but wait, you know, such and such has to be with like who? How do we know who she's gonna pick? And then like at the end, they get so wrapped up in it that like Cruise walks in and Herman tells him to sit down in Spanish. So good. It was so perfect and so funny. So good. Oh, it was so funny. And I
1: just, I mean, great. we say, it, like, we've said it every, I feel like every week this season, but, like, man, when Fire knows how to deliver the just feel-good, funny, but not seem too out there. Like, you know, because, like, in some shows, that like, when it's so heavy, they can try to deliver the funny, and it just seems like, it's like, why? Like, why are you doing this? But with Fire, mm-hmm. it never seems like, out of nowhere like it's always just done so well and so tastefully and it's just it's so damn good
0: it was so good in this episode that by the time we got to pd it was just it felt so heavy and i was like i really kind of miss the comedy like why does that have to be the middle hour can we just like close with the mix of drama and comedy that's yeah that's a good point i mean I, yeah that i really enjoyed that b plot that was hilarious so so funny. So funny. But yeah, I mean, but Cruz does have a good point. Like it's 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 almost dangerous for them not to understand any Spanish at all. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. And elsewhere, so now we're getting into the heavy stuff. So gorsh is gone. Thank God.
1: Ding dong, Gorsh is gone. That's what I kept thinking <laughs> so- of.
0: He basically, like, took the reins from Bowdoin, and Bowdoin was like, you don't know what you're doing. And Gorsh was like, mm, don't care. Yeah,
1: he almost caused li- lost lives, too, because
0: of his shit. So bad. So bad. Uh, you had a note in here that his morning motivational speech was the worst. It was. Terrible. Uh, Terrible. Better or worse than the time that Casey had to give a motivational speech and faltered all over the place. Worse. 100%. Worse. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gorsh got corrected by Cap.
1: Yeah, that, (laughs) it says a lot.
0: Even Cap was like, you're doing that wrong.
1: When Cap tells you you're doing something wrong, then
0: it's bad. And that's nothing against Cap. It's just that Cap never says anything. Yeah. But yes, Gorsh is gone. I mean, and it basically seemed like he was like playing out some childhood fantasy that he just always kind of wanted to play battalion chief for a day. Yeah. Which was just awful. It's terrible. Terrible. Oh, so, so bad. So bad. So, yeah, we had the Gorsh thing, you know, and he's gone now, thankfully. But, like, um,
1: do we really think that's the last we see of Gorsh? Because, like, if so, that's kind of anticlimactic. Like, the fact that he's just gone because Benny got him gone.
0: He left way too easily. Right. Gotta be that's what I'm saying. Like, point. it
1: just seemed like that was anticlimactic if that's the last we see of him.
0: Yeah, it, it was way too easy that it was just like, mm, bye, I'm gone. Or maybe it is. I don't know, because we do find out, you know, what was the catalyst for that. We find out.
1: Right. I, and I understand that it like all leads up to the big, you know, emotional moment between Bowdoin and Severite. Like, I get that. But, like, we spent so much time on Gorsh that if that was the last we saw of him, I'm like, oh, oh
0: well, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And I don't
1: even like Gorshin, I want him gone But like, oh, that was kind of disappointing
0: Well, like, yes and no, I mean, I'm glad he's gone Because, I mean, in this past episode He really did nothing but just get in the way It was like, okay, you're saying unnecessary things You're doing unnecessary things Can you kindly GTFO?
1: Right, but the whole point of this whole thing Has been, like, leading up to, you know Bowden and Grissom Even though we haven't seen Gary Cole in a while Like, it's all leading We haven't
0: seen Gary Cole at all this season Right,
1: that's what I'm saying, like, in a while Since last season But, like, it's all leading up to this, like, tension between them and whatever. And so for Gorse just to go away because Benny put in a good word with Grissom just kind of seems, like, opposite of what we've been building up to. He'll
0: be back. That's
1: what I'm thinking. Do we think Grissom shows up at the funeral?
0: Oh, good question. He has no reason not to. I think the beef was... The beef between them, I think Benny had issues with Grissom, not the other way around, if I remember correctly.
1: Well, I don't think they really had issues with each other. I just think they had, Grissom had issues with Severide and Severide issues with Benny because of Grissom.
0: I think in a perfect world, yes, Grissom goes to the funeral. I think in real life, I don't even know what Gary Cole is working on right now.
1: What is Gary Cole working on? I'm going to Google him. But yeah, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I I would agree that, yes, like, in fictional fairytale land, Grissom shows up to the funeral. But, mm-hmm. like, in Chicago Fireworld, I don't know. It depends if they could get Gary Cole back for another season of appearances.
0: I find it so funny that, you know, last season ended with Grissom bumping up into this super serious role, and yet it's seven episodes into season seven, we haven't seen Gary Cole once. And he's been mentioned in every single episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: What is Gary Cole up to? Um. Uh, I, nothing really. I nothing that seems to like show that he's like filming something or anything. I don't know. He's doing something on yeah. Veteran's Day that's all I know.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: But like a one-day kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I don't- so, what else do we have to say about? Do we have anything else to say about Gorsh? Just that, like, we're super glad he's gone?
1: Yeah, just basically, no wonder Bowden recommended he be sent back to a FA back in the day.
0: What a mess. Just. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, I will say, though, I'll miss Stephen Boyer because, like, his tweets are hilarious. He seems like he's, like, a really hilarious dude. Well, yeah, and they
1: were all tweet like, everyone on Fire was tweeting this week. They're like, yeah, Gorsh is the worst, but Stephen Boyer's the best. Like, every single one of the cast members said, like, something along those lines.
0: That's cool. But, yeah, he'll definitely be back. He went too easily. That's what I'm thinking. We might even see him next week at the funeral. Oh, what a a burn that would be. It would. Uh, And by next week, I mean this week, because you guys are going to listen to this on Monday. Next episode, Uh, but yes. Yes, yes. So, we might even see him then. I don't know, but yeah he's gone and the reason he is gone is because benny put in a good word or he did not a good word because benny basically went to grissom and demanded it happen and it turned out that that was probably one of the last things benny did in his life
1: okay because benny is dead
0: (laughs) because benny severide is dead this is the big part of the episode Benny stood Kelly up, and then somewhere out of the blue, probably with like 20 minutes to go in this episode, Severi's leaving the firehouse, Casey is just like, what the hell's happening? And Kelly just says, he's like, Benny had a stroke. Kelly gets to med, and in about two seconds, the first thing, the first person he sees is Ava, and the first thing Ava says to him is that Benny's gone. Holy shit. I know. It's, like, it it didn't even seem like it was in the flow of things. It was, like, things were just kind of happening. And then it was, like, and now for something completely different and a sharp left turn. Yeah. And a lot of people hated that. But I've got to say, I actually really liked it because that's life. I was just
1: about to say, yeah. I don't know what I would have wanted. Like, I don't want – I mean, granted, next week is going to be pretty much all about Benny. Um Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't want, like, a. I don't think it would have felt right if Benny had died in the first, like, ten minutes.
0: No. No, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, it was just so abrupt and, like, heartbreaking and... Oh, the It's hard to, like, feels. find words. Yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. It feels like someone I actually know has, like, died. Yeah. And for me, it's just, like, I still, I'm, I mean, it's gonna take a long time for me to just, like, grab my head around the fact that, like, we're never, I mean, maybe in flashbacks, of maybe, but, like, we're never going to see Benny again. Like, this character that's been around, and it's, I mean, in some cases, in, you know, in certain instances more than others, like, been a staple of Chicago Fire. Like, Benny's yeah. severed.
0: Benny's had, like, he had one of the best quotes in Fire history, like, one of the notable quotes that was him when it was, like, disappoint something something, but don't ever disappoint yourself. Or so notable, like that. they can't even remember It was so notable that I paraphrased it.
1: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, I mean, someone who's been around since season one and, and, you know, has been around for good
0: chunks of time, um, yeah, he's gone. It's crazy. Just like that. It was like, like, the act was like going along and going along and then it was just like, boom, he died. But again, that's life. I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah and it's not like we oh, wow. i mean like it's not like we didn't nobody saw this coming like we all saw it coming and i think that yeah. helped soften the blow a little bit um cuz like i wonder if you're uh someone who just casually watches like what you thought of that like if what they would have thought about that
0: like, right cuz
1: probably would have been like shocked
0: yeah yeah and i mean even though we knew it was coming i had kind of lost sight of it amongst all the other things that were happening in this episode so that when it did happen and kelly was like benny had a stroke i was like oh shit yeah so and i mean we have to talk about taylor kenny and how he just crushes it week after week effortlessly all the time
1: like i mean obviously i know it's not effortlessly like for him like he puts in a lot of hard work but like it comes off as effortlessly
0: Did you see Miranda's video that she posted, like, right after Benny died in that scene? It was, like, she tweeted something, and it was, like, when Severide tears up, and then it was a video of her, and it was, like, this is what Miranda does, and Miranda just goes, oh, baby! (laughs) I was, like, yes, literally. I feel this. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor just knocked it out of the park. I mean,
1: I can't stand to see Kelly ugly cry. Like, oh, my God, it broke my heart
0: but like how does he ugly cry like prettier than most women
1: yeah i feel like q carrie underwood's cry pretty just like here
0: that is the kelly severide song that we never knew was a kelly severide song pretty. yeah oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. i just like like and that moment after ava tells him because like when he walks in the hospital you can tell he's totally casual about it he's like whatever like, no big deal. And then when Ava tells him, it just kind of hits him. And, like, he, you could just see it and just. Because he uh, has regret. Oh, totally.
1: I Do you wish it had been someone other than Ava? Like, were you okay with the fact that it's Ava someone who he, I mean, it's never really interacted with. Like, do you wish it maybe been Connor?
0: The only other person I could have wished it had been would have been April. Because April would have been really delicate with it. But April can't deliver news like that though can she? I don't think she can so there you go. Yeah. And if if a doctor had to deliver it April probably would have been flanked by Ethan and Ethan would have probably delivered it the same way Ava did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just like when I was, I was like really Ava like really? But we
0: got to see Ava on fire. We've never seen that before.
1: Yeah that's true. Unless it's like a cross. No, we didn't even see her in the crossover for fire part. Yeah, that's true.
0: I was okay that it was Ava. I was okay with that. That was
1: fine. Um, Speaking of something Okay. A lot of this was like a topic of Twitter conversation. Um, Because obviously the person that's there for him through all of this is Stella, as she should be. But Mm -hmm. there was a big lack of Sevesi. Casey and Severide.
0: There was, but... When Casey walked into med, you can totally tell he wanted to bro hug him so bad. Do you think we'll actually see something of them next week? Yeah. Yeah, I think at some point we will. But that's the kind of thing where, like, again, how we were talking about Upsick and Atwater last week. I think this is kind of along those lines that, like, okay, his girl's here. His girl's got it. I'll just kind of keep my distance.
1: I don't know. For me, like, I agree that, like, obviously, like, that's probably what Casey was doing. But, like... I, and if we... I mean, I, I will kind of consider these two episodes this week and this next um, 707, like, kind of just lump it together as, like, one big episode because of everything that's going to happen. But if we mm-hmm. don't get some kind of significant 707 moment or, or regarding this, I will be, like, very let down. Because I feel like that's just such an underlying thread of the whole series. Because, I mean, literally the pilot opens with them fighting and their friendship and whatever, that if we don't get that moment, uh, what has happened?
0: I I think we will at some point. I mean, I think we will, but...
1: The only reason I'd be concerned that we don't is because of the Mama Sev coming in and Katie and, like, there's so much else going on in Severide's
0: world that, like, maybe they don't. We might get a cigar chat down the line. I hope so. Because you know how with you know how it goes with kelly is that like he usually bottles it all up and then he kind of tail spins and it's after the tail spin that they usually have a cigar chat
1: yeah i i don't know i i just i need them to talk about it at some point because that is just such the under like undertones of this whole series that if they don't then like what has happened
0: the other thing is though is that we don't really know if There is a certain level that Casey can reach Kelly on that Stella cannot. Do you get what I'm saying? Say that again. Okay, so you know how you have your people who just kind of get you on every single level no matter what, right? Yeah. So we don't really know if there's a level that Stella can't reach him on. We don't know about that yet.
1: I I agree with that, and I'm not saying that she can't get there, if she's not there yet. But you can't also replace history.
0: Right. And yeah, that's so true. because
1: of the shared history of Severide and Casey and, like, all the shit that they've shared. From Hallie dying to Shay dying to Severide's marriage to Anna dying to all of Casey's stuff with the Darden. Like, there's just so much shared history there that, like, it doesn't matter that Stella might be able to get there and, like, get to him just as like, emotionally as much as Casey would, but, like, you can't replace history and, like, all the stuff that they've shared and all the grief that they've shared. Like, you just can't replace that.
0: No, I'm sure we'll get a Casey and Severide moment. We better. At some point. I mean, but granted, I'm not even mad that we didn't get one in this this episode in 706 because instead we got, we got a Severide and Bowden moment, which was even more poignant to me. I love that relationship so much. Which, we don't really see a lot of just Severide and Bowdoin. No, it's usually all three
1: of them. Which I love, too. But, yeah.
0: And Bowdoin basically talked to Kelly. And this conversation they had at the very end of the episode was just, like, rip your heart out good. But again, I mean, it goes back to Taylor. Taylor just killed it. Killed it. I mean, and Kelly's devastated, of course, that the last thing he said to his dad is that Bowdoin was more of a father to him than he was. And then... I honestly, like, Bowdoin said that last line a little bit low. Did you catch what Bowdoin said to him?
1: Uh, when he told him about Benny? I mean, I'd have to go back. Like, I don't remember it word for word.
0: Bowdoin basically said something to Kelly that was along the lines of, like, Benny's always been proud of you. That That's not even close to what he actually said, but that's kind of the gist of what he was saying. So... It was just a really, and like, the more that Bowdoin talked to him and kind of set this straight, the more Kelly cried. And it was just, I mean, you never see Kelly broken like that. I mean, you do, but. You do,
1: more times than not, unfortunately. Which is one of my favorite things about him. That he's so broken?
0: No, that he's so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. But like, he's never going to break down like that in front of the firehouse. It's going to be in a candid moment like that.
1: That's a good point,
0: but that he feels comfortable to break down like that but but he was comfortable breaking down to Bowdoin like that. I feel like he's not comfortable breaking down to Stella like that.
1: I'm trying to think what they've shared has he has he hasn't done that yet right He hasn't broken down with her not not with Stella. yeah, and I mean we the episode description is like him pushing her away
0: mm-hmm that sounds about right yeah.
1: Yeah, well, because bowden I mean, like, Bowden's basically, like, the father Kelly never had to him.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So good. Speaking of dads, I'm just going to bring this. So, we had an email from Haley. And because, Mm -hmm. you know, this now makes two One Chicago Dad deaths that we've had this season. Oh, yeah. So, she was like, do you guys have any theories on what will happen to the rest of the One Chicago Dads now that they've been killed off? or they've killed off two of the worst dads. She's like, Disco Bob's storyline was left pretty open ended maybe he reappears. I responded to Haley and I said, I was like, it's really, I mean, it's hard to say. Obviously, like, we don't know. Um, really, like, the only two that we have left are Ramon and Disco Bob. Um, and I said, mm-hmm. every time we've seen Ramon, it's been tied to Gabby. So I doubt we, like, we never see Ramon tied to Antonio.
0: So. Because we're supposed to think that they're estranged.
1: Right right yeah they are strange now because of the whole debacle at their parents anniversary party right mm-hmm. so I was like so I doubt we'll really ever see him again I also just think it'll be a long time before we see Disco Bob again seeing as we essentially went four seasons in between appearances but let us I was like let's hope this string of bad luck doesn't transfer over to one Chicago spouses we don't need anything happening to Cindy or Donna
0: oh my god now I'm scared that you put that out into the universe I know Goodness. Um. Frankly, after Pat's death and after Benny's death, now I'm kind of shocked that Disco Bob survived his episode.
1: Yeah, I know. And also, you could even go back further. And I literally just thought about this as I was rereading my response to Haley. But we technically have also lost Bowden's dad. And granted, it wasn't the season, but like Bowden's dad has also died.
0: Bowden's dad has indeed also died. Um. Casey's dad was murdered by his mom Um, that was
1: like pre-show that doesn't
0: oh that was pre-show yeah but still it's just uh, yeah yeah Bowden lost his dad it's just not a good season to be a dad in one Chicagoland but I'm just I consider it a miracle that Disco Bob is alive and well yeah but I yeah hopefully they're done because yeah yeah and like do the writers rooms not talk to make sure they're not doing the same thing. But they mean, probably don't.
1: But yeah. I wonder what prompted them to be like. We're going to kill off Benny fucking Severide. <laughs> like whose yeah. idea was that? Because it's not like. I mean, Treat, yeah, it's, I, mean, I mean Treat's been a guest star each season. So it's not like. Oh they just couldn't get Treat back. Because at that point they would just wait until they could. To like bring in Benny again.
0: I wonder if they needed something that would cause Kelly to push Stella away, and since they've been together so long now and that they're strong together, it had to be something, like, gigantic. I guess.
1: Interesting. Whenever we talk to Derek again, we'll have to ask. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know for sure, for sure. But, I mean, that was a heartbreaking End to that episode. What
1: do we think happens next week with Katie and Mama Sev? Like, I'm curious. Do you think it's gonna be like a brief cameo from Katie and Mama Sev, or like a most of the episode kind of appearance?
0: Uh, it's probably gonna be a brief cameo, even though I wish it was kind of longer.
1: I'm still like, even though I know it's not gonna happen, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I just want Katie and Otis to have interaction. Like, please,
0: just a quick little hug. like, how are I you? I need
1: like a hug. I don't even need words. Just a hug.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right.
1: And I don't know oh, if it'll happen,
0: goodness. but
1: I, I'm holding out hope.
0: Oh, breaks my heart. Just, and those tears that I just, oh, I just wanted to jump through that screen and just hug him. And like, even when, when the whole firehouse got to med and Stella was just kind of there and like, she had her hand on his head and everything. I was like, I want to be on the other side of them doing the same thing and just being like, Kelly, it's okay. I'm so sorry. Like.
1: This, also, one last thing, and then I swear we can move on to PD, because this is going to be a long (laughs) episode, but something I also love, which I feel like is kind of a throwback to, like, season one, and, like, they never really talk about it, is the relationship Severide has with Herman, and the fact that, like, they were all going to go back to Herman's house, because that's something they never really talk about, but, like, Severide was picked as Herman's god. Sir Herman's whatever last child was born. I don't remember which the last child was oh, born. Oh yeah,
0: godson or, or godfather. Yeah, yeah.
1: like I, so every time like there's something with Herman and Severed I'm like, oh yeah, that relationship still probably exists, and I hope Severed's probably the best godfather ever. But like they never talk about it. Oh so, my like, god, he
0: probably is. They never
1: talk about it, and like so. But I just like to pretend, like in my head, <laughs> like my own head canon is that like that is why is because they're so close and he is. Like a Hermans, I don't remember which kid it is. Do you remember which kid? It's the
0: baby. It's Kenneth.
1: Oh, see, I would have not remembered that. The only kid I remember I, is Lee Henry, but
0: I used to be able to name all five Hermans. I don't think I can anymore. <laughs> but it's four boys and one girl is all I know. Yeah,
1: but so, but that's like why. Like so, when they were like, "Oh, we're gonna all meet back at Hermans," like Hermans is gonna be like the place we're gonna go. I'm like, oh,
0: oh no, I can still do it. Wait, I can still do it. This is not in order though. Okay, so there's Lee Henry, Lucas. Christopher Jr., Kenneth, and Annabelle. How the fuck did you do that? I don't know. I don't know how I remember that, but I remember that. that, You know. I keep telling myself that this is going to come in handy for whatever Chicago, whatever trivia game comes up at whatever point in my life. I don't know.
1: I would have. I could have maybe put out Annabelle, but the only one I would have gotten is Lee Henry. But anyway, so my my point being is that, like, when they have little moments like that, I'm like, oh, right. Right. That's
0: the right. thing. Yeah, and you forget that, too, because you don't really see them interact They much. never
1: talk, and they never, I don't know if they've ever talked about, since they were declared godparents at the end of season one, I don't think they've ever talked about it. Even when Shay was still alive. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy, because Severide is so fucking good with kids, and you would think the fact that he has a fucking godchild... We could see on a regular basis if he wanted to. And he probably does. We just don't see it. But, like, still.
0: Can somebody write the fanfic where Severide works at a daycare center? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I need
0: that in my life. Yes. <laughs> and he just has, like, deep philosophical conversations with the kids.
1: This is where I really wish I, like, could creative write. Cause I have, you probably could. No, I'm
0: terrible at it. I, I
1: no, I am not a good creative writer.
0: I I still think you should write that like Hanukkah Christmas or Hanukkah Christmas movie, Hanukkah holiday movie.
1: That's what I've been thinking about. That's why I bring this up is because I've been thinking about. Although I don't really have any good concrete ideas on like what I would happen, but I'm like, man, I really just sometimes like want to sit down. Like I've been watching so many Hallmark movies and they're great, but I'm like, man, what would a Hanukkah version of this look like?
0: And I yeah, don't know. Yeah. So just to update the listeners out there. Uh, so a while back, Bryna wrote a post for, I think Talk Nerdy. Yeah. Last Hanukkah. Uh, last to last December. Yeah. About how she wants to see Hallmark do like a Hanukkah movie instead of a Christmas just movie. Just anybody. Th- it doesn't even need
1: to be Hallmark.
0: Just anybody. So I told her to just write it. And then she was like, LOL.
1: That's crazy. okay. And before someone comes back at me, I will post this because I want to just post it now that the holiday season is again, I will repost it. But the point is, yes, there are some Hanukkah movies, but really, that's only eight crazy nights and then a bunch of TV things. There is no good, just like feel good, like Hallmark equivalent of a Hanukkah movie. There are Hanukkah movies, just not the like what I'm talking about.
0: You should write it. You totally could. I just have to come up
1: with a good idea. I real, I, but I've been thinking about this. Like
0: I, and I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, listeners, if you know of any feel-good Hanukkah movies, let us know. I've done a lot of Google. Otherwise, they don't exist. Just tweet bryna and tell her that she could totally do it.
1: <laughs> but anyway, yes, I I wish I knew how to write fanfic because I have so many ideas.
0: I don't think you ever really know how to write fanfiction. I think you just write and post.
1: Okay, but there is good fanfiction with people who can clearly create a write and people who can't because there is some terrible fanfiction out there.
0: We really need to step up our researching for our fanfic episode. Should we do
1: that after Thanksgiving?
0: It's a short amount of time to prepare, but we totally could.
1: It's not a month away.
0: No, I thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, it's like the end of November, right? It's
1: the last week of November. Because we won't do one for Thanksgiving, but... That's true. Listeners, would you want to see a fanfic episode the week after Thanksgiving? Let us know.
0: Please let us know, because we will prep for that happily happily <laughs> very very happily so yeah i think do is that all we have on fire is that all we have but yeah i, I think. know i know we haven't even touched pd <sighs> dear god we have i know and we say that we- we're like oh well, like, we have so that was a lot for fire but i feel like we might have more for pd
1: yeah that's what I- guys we said we had a lot to talk about there is a lot to discuss
0: there's a lot to discuss okay should we just jump right into pd yeah
1: let's do it what should we start with
0: Oh, my should God. Should we start with the easy um,
1: stuff? Like, the easier stuff?
0: Uh, you go ahead. Whatever. You start us off.
1: I don't know. I mean, do we? should we just jump into UPSIC? Like, I don't know. What do you think?
0: We can jump into UPSIC. That's fine.
1: Thoughts on UPSIC. Like, what were your hot takes that you thought you were...
0: Okay. So, I've come around a little bit more on Upsic. And I said this... In, Okay, so I've said, I said this in last week's episode that I'm starting to come around a little bit because I feel like at this moment in time, she might be more his speed. And I still stand by that. I still think that's good. I mean, I, I yeah, he was totally understanding of all of her issues this week you know how you know she told the story about her father and you know the yelling and slamming and everything she was like i don't do that even at all he was completely understanding and that was cool i feel like i might have a hotter take on Upstead. i have hot takes regarding this okay well in general kids
1: let's just all go for it we're gonna just lay it all out we're just
0: gonna blab it all at one time okay so the upstick stuff was awesome i actually liked them undercover I thought it was super sexy when Adam got the shot because Haley wouldn't take it. Yeah. That was sexy. <laughs> Agree. Regarding Upstead. So they had those like that they had that one moment of like really awkward tension. The at her apartment where Adam also showed yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. And so they had that one moment of awkwardness and then I think they had like one other scene in the car that like wasn't even that bad. Basically the way the episode ended had me texting Brian and saying, wait a second. Haley's into Jay. Not that Jay's into Haley. I think Haley's into Jay. Explain. I just got the feeling. I don't know. Because I feel like maybe she's trying to ignore those feelings by jumping into whatever this is with Adam. I feel like, I, okay. The upstick, I don't
1: I don't hate it anymore like I'm not like oh my god this is the worst thing ever because at this point it's still gonna happen and like I just have to accept it like I can fight it but it's not like it's gonna happen for at least mm-hmm. probably the next couple episodes so like whatever so like I know again like even last year I had said like up sick like I kind of wanted to see it happen so I'm not like hating on it I just like I don't love it as maybe as I thought I would last year but in terms of Upset, I don't know what I. Because, like, I can see when people say that, like, Jay might be into Haley. I could be like, okay, well, like, I can kind of see where that needs coming from. But then, like, when you say that Haley might be more into Jay and Jay's not into Haley, I'm like, oh.
0: No, I'm not saying Jay's not into Haley. I just got the feeling that Haley was de- definitely into Jay. I just, I don't know where I fall on this yet. So, seeing them together in this episode, seeing that one scene of, like, whatever that was, the middle scene. Yeah, I don't want to call it flirting. I just kind of want to call it like awkwardness. I liked that it was Jay at the apartment having drinks with her instead of Adam. Like I was kind of not relieved, but I was just like, like they went into the scene and I was like, OK, well, it's, you know, she's talking to Adam. And then I was like, oh, she's talking to Jay. I don't know why I liked that better. I just did. But after that scene of whatever the hell that was, I was like, OK, let me just think this through. I could be okay with Upton and Halstead. I could be okay with it. However, there are conditions on this. I basically need Haley to Rickroll Jay. I need her to sit him down and be like, listen, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to turn around and desert you. AKA never going to do to you what Aaron did to you in season four. (laughs) Like i can't i could be okay (laughs) i could be okay with upstead but i need that to happen i basically need her to rickroll him
1: (laughs) i don't know where i thought you were going when you said that
0: i I don't even
1: why are we friends
0: (laughs) (laughs) dear lord whatever you love me and i make a good point and you know it
1: (laughs) no you make it when you explain it's a great point i just i don't i don't even know but here's my thing is I wonder okay there's two things one would we be talking about Upset in the same way if it wasn't like in this scene especially like would we be talking about it if Adam and Haley weren't a thing like would we be talking about Upset potentially becoming like on their way to becoming a thing if Mm Upset wasn't
0: Well, maybe not, because the whole thing that sparked that conversation was Adam coming to the door.
1: Right. And that's kind of my other point, is that I could probably be okay with Upstead, but I feel like it's going to be solely based out of whatever happened. Like, it's going to be the result of her breakup or something that happened with her and Adam, and not because it happened naturally. And that's where I'm going to be. Like, whether it's because one of them is, like, jay's jealous of adam and that's what they decide to go with or because like you said Haley, it's using adam as a placeholder or whatever it's not gonna just happen naturally because it happened and that's what i if i could be okay with upset if it just kind of organically evolved into them becoming more than friends
0: yes but also i mean i could definitely see them you know kissing at some point out of their feelings for each other but I mean I feel like if Upstead's gonna happen they're gonna happen whether Upstead happened or not because I mean those feelings are gonna be there maybe it's just that at or not at water maybe it's just that Rusik coming to the door is what made them both like realize oh wait
1: right but what I'm saying is we haven't seen that that's what I'm saying like I'm not denying that like they've been organically evolving into whatever and that they've both Mm -hmm. been slowly developing feelings but what i'm saying is that like we haven't seen it so for me it's very out of the blue i mean out of the blue i say that like we haven't known that that was probably gonna happen for like a year and a half but like it's out of the blue that all of a sudden now jay's been thrown in the mix only when adam shows up and that like maybe they're gonna become you know what i'm trying to say like it just seems like for me like i wish they had been planting seeds of this like earlier
0: that Jay and Haley might have feelings right. for each other. Right, even
1: though for, like, us as television viewers and, like, as people who watch television and, like, can see patterns, like, we could see it coming mm-hmm. from a mile away.
0: I mean, I can understand that it just needed a catalyst and that for Haley it was seeing Jay shot and thinking he was dead. I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be, like, when it actually happens
1: I'm gonna be like, whoa. It doesn't matter even if I'm, like, totally okay with it. It's still gonna be like, Whoa. Jay is kissing yeah. someone that's not just a casual fling, and that that's not Aaron. Like what?
0: But like, let's think about this though. Because remember how we said a couple weeks ago that Haley really gets Jay. Yeah, she does. You think she gets him more than Lindsay got him? I think she gets him in a different way. Not that I want to compare Lindsay and Upton. But they're just very, know, but... they're
1: very different people. They're very different relationships. Right. I, I just think it's differently. I don't think one is more than the other. I just think they're different. And I'm, I mean, I said this last week too. Like, I'm so firmly on Team J that, like, if Upton is what makes him happy, then, like, I'm okay with that. And, like, I, I will yeah. support that 100%. It's just weird because, again, like, we've never seen, well, no, Gabby, but that's different. So, like, we've really not seen him kiss, I mean, besides Camilla, but that was a fling. Like, we've only seen him kiss, like, flings and then Aaron
0: exactly why i need Haley to rickroll him <laughs> but yeah i i don't know i'm definitely more intrigued by the potential of upstead yeah seeing that scene with them together i came around to it a little bit more like i was just like okay i know i've been like vehemently against this in the past but maybe i, I could be i this. think the difference between and again
1: you're talking to two people who are huge Linstead shippers, like linced it all the way but mm-hmm. i think the different i think one of the major differences is that not saying that aaron and jay weren't friends because obviously they were they were friends before they were ever lovers but Aaron, i mean Haley and jay like there's just such a friendship base there that like yeah. with aaron you always knew because aaron and jay were clearly always flirty from the minute they met yeah. And so not that they weren't friends, because they definitely were, but, like, with Haley and Jay, it wasn't, like, flirty from the moment they met. Right. And they're still not flirty. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different in that way.
0: Yeah. So. It sounds like we're favoring Upstead over Upzik. Is that what's happening right now? Yes. And, oh, my God, I thought I'd never say that. Yes.
1: But... Again, I think it's the way that Upstick happened that I'm, like, turned off by it.
0: I came around to them a little bit more this episode. I'm trying to have my cake and eat it, too, here. Because I'm, like, I'm coming around to Upstick, but I wouldn't be opposed to Upstead.
1: Right. And I think the Upstick thing, and I think the reason that everyone hates Upstick is, I think if we had had some kind of definitive answer about, like, the Burgess situation, then, like, people would probably be okay with the Upstick stuff. Or more okay okay with it.
0: Yeah, I'm not crazy about how these past few episodes have kind of almost been a return to, like, the seasons one through four format where, you know, Tonio and Atwater and even Jay, like, they're kind of becoming background again in favor of... Yeah. This other ship?
1: Well, and even but... today, I was thinking about as I was rewatching scenes, like Voight has been very much a background character this season.
0: Yeah. And I
1: kind of like it. <laughs> um, cause he's terrifying. Yeah, but also just like I, I mean, Voight's always been at the lowest of low in my list in terms of like characters I like and I find more interesting. Um, but yeah, there's just been such a ruse like, and an upt in focus that like it's almost too much. Um. Or, no, it's not almost too much. It is a little too much. Because, like, we've also just dropped, like, Antonio's, like, drugging himself up over in the corner and, like, no one's talked about it.
0: <laughs> I just, the way you phrase that, I'm just imagining Antonio over in the corner just popping pills and nobody's doing anything about it. Or, like,
1: it. a la Kelly, like, giving himself shots in the corner.
0: Oh,
1: man. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, so I want to return back to that. We haven't seen that. I mean, yeah. I just, okay, like, Question. But- do you, yeah yeah. What do you think happens first? Do you think that Kim gets a chance to find out that Upsick was a thing while it's still a thing do, or do you think Upton and Jay become a thing before the, Burgess can even find out? Like what do you think happens?
0: I don't think Burgess will ever find out or if she does find you out don't... it's going to be off camera. Oh, yeah. I was going to They're going to glaze right over that. I don't um
1: Yeah. And do you think that something happens, like, mid-season finale? Because, like, clearly I feel like they're building up to something. Like, something has to happen in a mid-season finale. And I would assume because of the focus that Upsick has gotten that it's going to be with them.
0: Maybe Upstead kisses in the mid-season finale. Maybe it's a slow draw, like a slow burn. Or maybe
1: we're going full romantic plot here for a cliffhanger. Interesting. That is not very... They could do a million That things. is not very PD, but we could go there. We could try.
0: I mean, aliens could land in Chicago and Petey's on the case in the midseason finale. Literally anything's on the table. I, know. I feel like, because I feel but like. I feel like. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying this is in no way us like complaining like, oh, they've given us so much obzik. It's just. Different. Different. It's different. That's exactly, that's the perfect way to put it. It's just, there's a lot of different things happening in One Chicago Land that's taking some adjusting. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. So, let's talk about this case, though, because this case was something. Uh-huh. So, home invasion or something. No, it was not a home invasion. It was um, it was some call that Upzik got called to. And they found a dead woman. And basically, this suspect that they got, I mean, everything was pointing away from him, but he confessed. Yep.
1: Well, it wasn't even this that it was, was like, pointing away from him. It was, like... They weren't really sure that he could—he kind of was, could have been in the same place or whatever, but they weren't really sure. But then he just went and confessed, so they were like, okay. And then it turns out that, like, the more information they got, they were like, but actually, no.
0: This whole case ended tragically, though. Like, tragically. So this kid, Devin, that they bring in, you know, he just—he confesses to the murder after Haley, you know, kind of bonds with him. And Tracy delivers the Chicago PD scene of her life— Best scene from her on PD. Yet, it's like a straight five down. minutes too, straight five minutes, which is so rare on network. I feel like most scenes, like they try to keep them no longer than two minutes. Yeah. So a five minute scene, I mean, that is heavy. And between and just and like Tracy the two of them, it.
1: yeah, like it's not mm-hmm. like ten million people coming in and out. It's like Tracy and cameras, and that's it.
0: Yeah, and Tracy just crushed it. Yeah. I wonder how many takes they had to do because that's intense. I don't know. Um, but in terms of, but this, this actor who played Devin, you've actually interviewed him before. I did,
1: yeah. so Cameron Johnson, um, last year he was on a show on a Hulu original called There's Johnny, um, that is not officially, like, ever been canceled as far as I know, but it was also not renewed, and, like, actors have obviously moved on to other things, so, like, I'm taking that it was canceled, but, like, you try to go to, like, Wikipedia, and it's not like they've ever been canceled. Um, but they also didn't get picked up. So I'm assuming that's a cancellation in Hulu's world. But, which, and it was really good. I watched it all. He was great in it. Um, it was really, it was cute. Um, but yeah, so he and I talked actually last year. Um, and he's very, re- he's very cool. Very nice. Very down to earth. Um, and so when I saw him though, cause we saw this episode early. And so when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, cameras, I got you. There it is. Um, so that's just always cool to like see people you've interviewed and like other things, especially when they're not like. You know, he's someone who's, like, working his way up. Like, he's, you know, trying to get parts and wherever he can. And so, like, to see him in, like, something I watched and I had no idea he was going to be on there. Like, that was really cool.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, wow. Devin broke my heart in this episode. How – I mean, basically, so after Haley bonds with him, you know, part of this bonding is that Tracy – not Tracy, Haley, doing it again. uh, Haley just divulges that, you know, her father was basically an alcoholic growing up and – When they go to tell Devin, like, hey, what's the deal? Why did you confess if you didn't do it? Devin hung himself. Yeah. Which is just tragic. When Upton
1: finds him, like, I definitely may or may not have screamed, like, the first time that I watched it.
0: Oh, she was just devastated.
1: I can't see a scene like that and not think of the first time I saw um, Dan Scott try to do it.
0: I love that we always think of One Tree Hill. We always find a way to tie it back to One Tree Hill. It's just, like,
1: that moment, like, seeing Dan Scott do it is so ingrained in my brain. And, like, because this was in jail and it was, like, done with a sheet in a very similar way. I mean, granted, it wasn't from a ceiling. But, like, still, I was
0: just, like, oh, my God, Dan Scott. And I I may or may not have screamed or, like, let out a noise. So my deal with Devin is that I'm really surprised that intelligence was just, like, He's letting us talk to him. He hasn't even lawyered up. What's the deal? Did nobody notice that something about this kid was kind of off? Yeah,
1: I guess not. And I thought that was really interesting because, like, cameras was responding to, like, anybody that kind of mentioned him on Twitter and was talking about this character or whatever. And somebody, had like, tweeted about Devin, like, the same thing. Like, did no one notice that something was, you know, maybe wrong with him, that, like, maybe he's a little autistic um, and Cameron's actually said, you know, like, it's like, no, I totally get why you would think he was autistic. Like, I gave him some characteristics just slightly reminiscent of those on the spectrum, which I thought was interesting. That, like, it wasn't, that that was, like, I guess his choice to do it. And that wasn't yeah. PD, like, written in the script's choice.
0: Interesting. an interesting character choice. But I, also, I mean, I liked it a lot. I think
1: that's interesting because that's a character choice, but, like, very much changes the way that we see this, right? Because we all noticed they were like, why aren't they noticing that something's wrong with him? But, like, if he mm-hmm. had just played it straight and didn't play it to that, then, like, what would this have done? Like, what would we have said about this character? Because that is the big yeah. reason we thought he, we were sympathetic for him is because, like, we could clearly tell that, like, something was wrong with him. I don't, that I hate using that word when it comes to this because it's not wrong. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. whatever yeah. but so to find out that that was his choice to do that like very much obviously just influences the story and i just thought it was interesting
0: yeah i liked it a lot i mean i mean end it ended tragically but the way yeah i mean i think that was a really good character decision for cameras granted i know nothing about acting and character decisions and things like that but yeah. i liked it agree okay. but yeah that story was
1: but it's fun. always the fucking and- husband like moving on it's always
0: like, the fucking I mean, literally husband, never yeah.
1: like i thought about it and you're like oh shit like i didn't i mean maybe i should have seen it coming more than i did but like you think about it now it's like it's always the husband
0: it's or the wife the or whatever you know, but yeah was when voight was like you're an alderman that's a, like you're you know about as close to being a king in this city and i'm like matt casey you could have been royalty <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> matt
1: casey royalty
0: yeah, so I yeah, but it's always the fucking husband. And he was trying to act like he was all devastated and he wasn't because he hired a hitman and Ooh. Yeah. So what about Haley's background? What did you think of that?
1: I'm glad we know more. Yeah. And I feel like it tells us a lot about her and the way like the reason she is, like who she is and I
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm glad we learned more. Yeah. Because it's about That's
0: time. That's good. Did you, okay, so when, when she was bonding with Devin this whole time and she was telling the story and everything, did you ever for once think that she was, like, fabricating that just to get him to confess? It crossed my mind. Oh, no. I felt from the get-go, I was like, this is real. I mean, like
1: just for a brief second, right? Because, like, you, all, you never know. Because I feel like they've definitely done characters, not her specifically, but characters have done something like that in the past. Like, made up something or, like, fabricated the truth slightly or you know in Mm -hmm. the same vein of the truth whatever to like get somebody to do something right i'm trying to think there's definitely like a clear instance and i can't remember who it is um i don't know someone's definitely done it on that show probably multiple people but so that's Mm -hmm. why but like once like once they had adam ask her about it and she's like i don't know like i you know i made that up whatever or maybe it wasn't adam it was voight somebody asked her and she's like, no, like I, that was not true. Whatever. Um, Then I was like, oh no, she's definitely lying. And that was definitely true.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I never thought she was lying, but when Atwater was like, man, she's good. Like she can, she should consider being an actor. I was like, really? Like what part of you thinks this is not real?
1: I mean, people who aren't that close to her, right? Like if Atwater's not that close to her, I mean, why would you? Yeah.
0: Oh, we could have had up water. Oh my God.
1: Really, I'm just more upset because we don't have Upwater, and, up and Atwater still has nobody. Nobody. Really, that's where all the frustration yeah. comes from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you there. But, I, yeah, I mean, I like that we, we learned more, and, yeah. Uh, yeah also, good. one I, – I thought this was a really good episode. I agree. Also,
1: one last thing yeah. about the Upwater thing. I will yeah, say, yeah. it – the end result was always going to be upstead. I'm glad they didn't use Atwater to get them there.
0: Okay, so using Ruzik is okay. Just because. But using Kevin is not.
1: Just because Ruzik, in my mind, has someone else that he's meant for in game. And that is Burgess. Okay. Whereas Atwater, like, if I wanted Upwater to happen, I wanted it to be them and solely them. And because Atwater hasn't had a relationship yet, like, it just kind of would have sucked for him to be used by the writers. um, Not Upton, necessarily, but, like, by the writers as, like, a stepping stone to what they want as, like, I guess, Jay and Haley's new endgame to be. Or Jay's new endgame to be, at least. Um, And so for me, I would hate that. Whereas I'm okay with Ruzik because Ruzik also has an endgame. And that's not Haley.
0: Which then leads to the question of, does he, though? Which is another debate for right, another Right, but,
1: time. like, in, I think, everyone's head, Upsick was never supposed to be endgame, whereas, like, Upwater, like, if that had happened, I would have wanted that to be endgame.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In my happy little headcanon, where Severide works at a daycare, Upton, or not Upton, Burzik and ruzik Burzik. Burgess and Ruzik are happily married I've been drinking on and off almost like all day which I probably shouldn't like proudly admit on the podcast so my brain might be a little mush right now it's okay but yes do we have any other notes about PD I think
1: that's it I don't even know
0: it was a good episode it was just heavy
1: yeah and it's it's something I mean we you and I have talked about this but for me when you have all three of them at once, like it was different when it was just PD at 10 o'clock because I could like Mm -hmm. shower and, you know, get ready for bed before then. And then like watch PD. And then like, as soon as PD was over, like go to bed. Um, because like all three are airing on one night to end with PD is always, I'm like, I can never make it. I'm like always in and out on PD.
0: It's, hard to maintain that like mental endurance during pd because you're just like oh man i'm exhausted that's why i'm like dude why do we have the comedy in the middle of the two shows can we have that like on the tail end just kind of like bring us down a little bit but you know i understand why they're structured the way they are
1: somebody asked us about pd's ratings in i don't in our email and they were asking because pd was pd was the only one that went down halfway through so like I don't remember what they were but like med stayed consistent for its whole hour fired it too but then pd went down after like the ten thirty hour or whatever and i guess pd's ratings overall have been like down this whole season and so they were asking like if we were worried um about like pd being canceled and i was like i know
0: no not worried at all because if you look at it yeah the ratings are down but by down it's just means that there are not fire and meds ratings like i think last week med and fire put up a 1.2 and pd put up a 1.1 1. 1. Right. that's what we mean by down it's like it's barely anything right
1: and when it's down compared to the seasons prior but i also think at this point you can't cancel one without canceling all of them yeah. and you can't yeah. you wouldn't cancel the one that came second right like it would make no sense for them to keep the show that premiered first and the show that premiered last or well, last is in like shows that are on air. Cause obviously justice was the most recent one, but like, and then to cancel the one that premiered in the middle. Right.
0: Yeah. We don't have to worry there. I, I don't think we do. I think they're all three very strong shows. You know, I don't know if they lead like in general on Wednesdays amongst like all the network shows, but they're all doing strong and I don't think we need to worry. But again, just remember that we know nothing. We are simply fans, just like you. So don't quote us. Take that. us as yeah. Don't quote us on that. But yeah, I think that's all we've got. Is it? Do we have anything else? No, I think that's it.
1: I mean, there was a lot. Like
0: that was and obviously,
1: like we, like you said earlier, like we, you guys have been the most active that you've ever been, which is great. And we said a lot of shit tonight, so if you agree with anything we said, if you disagree with anything we said, because I know we both said some hot takes at one point, um, Mm -hmm. email us, tweet us, DM us. Like, you know the drill. Like, we'd love to hear from you
0: guys. We love to talk to you guys because, I mean, we love to discuss these things, even if it's a different viewpoint. I mean, we love each other, but we also kind of know the way each other thinks. And so, you know, sometimes it's good to hear another perspective and, you know about things from a different viewpoint so yeah we love to hear from you guys just be nice if you disagree with us please 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 please. but yeah so you guys know where to find us facebook twitter instagram tumblr it's meet us at molly's right across the board you can email us it's meet us at molly's gmail.com our email is a safe space you do not have to talk one chicago with us you can talk about whatever you want also we watch a ton of other shows so you can always message us and be like do you guys watch this because the chances are that yes we do Um. yeah if you like the show which I really hope you do please subscribe on iTunes leave us a rating and review we would love that follow us individually on Twitter I am at Gina watches TV Bryna
1: I am at Bryna K 13
0: and we'll be back on a normal schedule this week so you will hear from us again on Friday and yeah everybody have a good week and we will talk to you then bye (music)